Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up? Welcome into Best on the Board, presented by BetMGM. It is Friday, April 15th. Michael Beller, Brandon Funston, and Dan Sanramita here with you to take a look at the NBA on today's show. We are going to talk about the two Sunday games that are already set up, the two Sunday game ones for which we have a matchup. We're also going to take a look at some Western Conference futures. Brandon Funston, what's going on, man? Uh, not a whole lot, man. I'm doing good. Doing better than you, apparently. You- yeah, you know, I'm 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 powering through on this episode of Best in the Board. We do it for the people. You know, that's what that's we show up, we give a hundred percent, and then we go back to sleep. At least that's what I'm gonna be doing on this episode here. Damn, you're, you're a true Rita. pro, by the way. True oh, pro man. battling. What through. can I say? What can I say? I'm already counting down the minutes to bedtime at twelve fifteen PM in the central time zone. Uh, Dan Santaramito, what's up, man? Hey, Sabella, you're, you're telling us that uh, it's a good thing this is not a TV show or a video recording. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. This is like sort of my MJ flu game. Yeah, you know? right. Getting, getting ready is. for the playoffs. Getting ready for the playoffs. That's what, that's what we do here on Best on the Board. Uh, let's jump in, guys. First, before we actually get into our originally scheduled program, I want to ask about the big news. We were all on the Clippers pretty strongly Oops. yesterday. And now we get news that Paul George in health and safety protocols not going to play. That dropped from Clippers minus four to now Pelicans minus one. I'm not touching it. I'm. I, I hate that I had a Pel. I had a Clippers bet in. I hate that this is happening. I'm not touching it. Funston, are you going the other way? Are you sticking with the Clippers getting one point? I think so. They actually played decent without Paul George during the season. They're at home, and we we can't we can't forget that this. 29 win Pelicans team during the season. So I think I would still lean Clippers. I'm kind of with you in that maybe I just a hands off altogether. Mm-hmm. But if I'm pressed, I'm still taking the Clippers and I'm happy to get that one. I agree. I think if I were, if I didn't already have my minus three and a half locked in, I feel stupid about that. But uh, <laughs> if, if we're starting Can't from into the future, yeah, if we're, if we're starting from scratch, I think it'd probably be a stay away. But I, I think. There's a lot of reasons to still like the Clippers. And the reality of the NBA is everybody's good. You know, it's not like a college team where the star player's out and they got nothing, right? Paul George uh-huh. goes out. There's a dude who can probably th- score 15 or 20 points in his place. So they're not going to get nothing uh, out of those, um, you know, minutes lost. But, yeah, I, I still think, yeah, like you said, the, the Pelicans are still just not a very good team. And the Clippers should yeah. be able to do it with a home crowd. Yeah, definitely a bummer for those of us who locked in Clippers minus three and a half, Clippers minus four, whatever it was yeah. just a couple of days ago. So uh, we'll hope for hope for the best in terms of those tickets. Um, and I'm with you guys. It would be if we, if we were starting from scratch, it would be a stay away from me. But if forced to pick, I would still lean toward the Clippers. Let's get on to what we were originally planning on talking about on this episode of Best on the Board. We've got two games scheduled for Sunday. As of right now, we know there will be four, but we still need the winners of those last play-in games to get those matchups set. Let's talk about the ones that we do have set and let's start off 
with the Celtics. They are laying four and a half at home against the Nets. 223 and a half is the total in this one. An absolutely huge series. I don't think any of us would be surprised if the winner of this series ultimately is representing the Eastern Conference in the finals. So just a ridiculous first round series to get. Funston, we'll go to you. What are you looking at with this matchup? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Celtics uh, and give the the four and a half. And I mean, I look at the Celtics close out the season. I think they were 15 and four in their final 19 games. Their four losses were to good teams, and they were competitive games. Like they just are locked in right now. They've, I kind of feel like they've all kind of settled into their role. Um, so I will take the Celtics. I'm also going to take the over in this game. You look at their last three matchups. I think the Celtics had at least 126 in each of those games. And you figure the Nets with Kyrie definitely out there, um, mm-hmm. they're going to bring they're going to bring a little bit more than they did in some of those matchups earlier. But I, I would expect them as what is it two twenty three and a half. I like yep. the over on that. I just think that the way the Celtics are playing, the way they've played against the Nets in their recent uh, matchups, you bring the Nets up a little bit. I mean, I think they were over in all three of those games, and the only reason they weren't in the first one was because the Nets scored ninety one. But uh, I expect the Nets to get into the hundreds. And for that reason, I'll take the over on this game as well. Yeah, I'm I'm going Celtics here, also laying the four and a half. I talked about this on yesterday's show. Number one team in the league in net rating. We're talking points scored per 100 possessions, points allowed per 100 possessions, and you subtract the allowed from the scored. Boston's number one in the league, and they're number one by a pretty decent margin, by half a point over Phoenix. So this is a team uh, that should be getting uh, all this attention and should be getting the credit that it is because they, they are very, very, very good. Uh, it's, it's crazy to me that we could be like, like you're, you're talking if, if you're Boston, right? You have to go through Brooklyn. And then Milwaukee, and just, that just gets you to Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. And that's not meant as a slight on Miami, also a very good team. It's just, I guess, maybe a a commentary on just how bunched the top of the Eastern Conference is this season, where we could really be looking at any of these teams. I mean, they're all legitimate championship contenders. But for me, what this comes down to is, you know, Brooklyn is always going to be scary with KD and Kyrie, that's just that's just the fact of this team. I don't think Boston is just going to handle this series easily. I do think Boston is the better team. And if we just want to go back to Brooklyn's most recent game, and I'm, we're not going to try to draw conclusions off of one game, but yeah, it's a game uh, against uh, a Cleveland team that was shorthanded in Brooklyn, and they still had to gut it out to the very end, a game that they led by 20 points early, 20 points in the first quarter, right? It wasn't like 40 to 20 at the end of the first quarter, and Cleveland fought all the way back to make it a real game all the way down to the wire. And, like, I don't know, like, those sorts of lapses just aren't going to fly against a team like Boston. And, you know, Brooklyn, as intimidating as that roster is and as um, incomplete as the roster has been for the 82-game season – they sort of are what they are. They are this ridiculously high-ceilinged but flawed team. And I just don't think over a seven-game series that that's going to cut it against Boston. I think it starts right here in game one. Give me the Celtics minus four and a half. Dan, anything for you in this one? Not game one. I, I kind of want to see what this Nets team is going to look like in a playoff game and get a feel for, you know, because they're, they're missing some role players, uh, which I think is a big deal to what I think, honestly, a healthy Nets team cruises to the final uh, to the title last year. Um I think they had that Buck series before they got even more injured. <laughs> and so so I but I think this team isn't quite as good and I want to see what it looks like in a playoff setting before making any plays on this team. What we saw in the regular season seemed to change every week 
And I, I just don't have a strong enough feel for them yet. And I think the Celtics, as good as they were lately, which is basically the best team in the NBA in the last month and a half, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm still a little skeptical that that's going to hold up in a playoff setting too. So two teams I want to get a better feel for as the series plays out. Uh, two teams that we have a pretty good feel for, I think, at least in the, the way the first round series is going to play out, is our next matchup: Bucks and Bulls. We've been ragging on the Bulls all week here, and <laughs> with good reason. Bucks are nine and a half point favorites in this game, two twenty-seven and a half the total in this one. Dan, what are you going with in this, in this matchup? I know it's a big number for a playoff game, but give me Milwaukee in those points. That's fine. Um, I'll, I'll give you those points. The Bulls just—they haven't competed and i don't mean like lack of effort maybe it is i don't want to throw that accusation out there but it's just like mm-hmm. they don't have the horses right now uh lonzo ball's injury apparently really disrupted the team more than i ever would have expected caruso's back from a long injury but hasn't really improved the team as much as i thought patrick williams look good down the stretch but they're still getting hammered it's like even as they get some of the guys back the bulls just can't there been basically you look at the metrics you look at any stat they're one of the worst teams in the league in the last month and a half you look we talked about boston being maybe the best team in the last 20 games the bulls are probably bottom five bottom 10 at least Mm -hmm. in that same period uh which is very alarming and it's a bad matchup how are they going to offend Giannis? they pretty much the bulls can't defend any team with a good big man and here's the best big man in the league (laughs) yeah it's looking bleak it's looking bleak for the bulls for sure right off the bat how about you on this one funston yeah, I, I this is kind of like the nine and a half is kind of big, but I, I probably not, you know, not going to mess with this. But uh, I would lean that Milwaukee does cover. Um, that would probably be where I'm at. That's, you know, for all the reasons Dan mentioned. And the fact that Chicago, you know, playoffs, are, they're kind of like the Minnesota. Like this is not a, a seasoned veteran playoff no. team. And here you are in your first round facing the defending champions. And I think Milwaukee's. Kind of, it was in coast mode, you know, through the end of the season, and now they're just okay. Now it's it's time to flip the switch and, and get back to you know who we know they are. So, um, yeah, I think that could be a little bit shell shocking for Chicago in their first game. Well, they destroyed the Bulls two times in coast mode yeah. back on March twenty second, one twenty six to ninety eight, and then just what, like two weeks ago, yeah. April fifth, one twenty seven to one hundred six. Uh, like, and this is just like you line up the Bulls' performances against top-end playoff teams over the last, like, two months, and it's just it's it's those results over and over and over again. And I live in Chicago. I'm from Chicago. I'm a Bulls fan, and I just, you know, I would, you know, not necessarily catching every minute of every game, especially late in the season, but I can just, like, I remember, always, you know, seeing on my phone on Twitter, you know, from the Bulls account, like, tweeting out a halftime score. It's like 71 to 56. I'm like, what is going, like, every, like, night after night after night. It's just like these games are uncompetitive, like you said, Dan, not from an effort standpoint. They're just getting yeah. blown out by good teams. And so I, I was going to say nothing on this one, but I think the Bucks just come out and assert <laughs> themselves and, and, and ultimately cover the nine and a half. And it's sort of like I said, I said this on yesterday's show, right? Like the Bucks, like the, the, they have some real motivation to just come out four games, win the series, go home, rest, let Brooklyn, Boston and you know, beat one another up and get ready for the winner of that series. Like this is a team that I think should be motivated to wrap up a series that no one thinks they're going to lose as quickly as possible and get that rest and get ready for what could be a very, what will be, not could be, what will be a very tough second round matchup regardless of if it's Boston or if it's Brooklyn.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, we did Eastern Conference Futures yesterday. Western Conference Futures today. Funston, why don't you take this one away? Uh, a conference champion, a Western Conference team you think is going to win the championship, just a first-round series price. Anything jumping out at you on those BetMGM offerings? Well, I've, I've talked about this a bit on these podcasts. Uh, the, the Golden State Warriors is a t- is a team I kind of like how things are kind of coming together here at the end. So for plus 390 to win the West, I know the, the Suns are the favorite, but they were 2-2 two and two against the Suns during the year. Their two losses were fairly close. Their two wins were double-digit wins. And again, Clay Thompson's starting to come online. I just feel like their depth is is really good at this point. Um, and we're kind of just slam-dunking Chris Paul into the finals. Chris Paul has a pretty good history of, of kind of falling just a step short of where we think they're going to go. So I would not be surprised at all if the Warriors end up winning winning a, a, a what could be a terrific like you know seven game series against the Suns in the Western Conference Finals. I like your Warriors pick at least in the first round. I was looking at some of the prices there. Uh, it's it's only it's minus three hundred. You could get funky with playing the game total and you know basically rule out the hey I'm going to get plus was it four hundred for winning in five or something like that. You can play some some weird odds to see if they can win that series quickly. Uh, but yeah, I like the Warriors. I actually even take the minus three hundred and just take the easy series win. I think. Um, but yeah, I'm with you on the Warriors at least in the first round. I, I like the Suns a lot going forward though. So, Chris Paul narrative be damned. I I like the Suns <laughs> to win uh, the title this year more so that I, I like the price of plus two sixty, which they're the favorite, which is, seems boring. But plus two sixty doesn't really seem like favorite odds. This is a pretty. The most wide open. I know last year felt pretty wide open and played out that way with Suns, Bucks, two teams we haven't seen in the finals uh, in recent memory. And I feel like this year is even more wide open. So you get a favorite at plus 260. And uh, I mean, the Suns did it all year. And I think the, the extra narrative for me is they're the team that just missed it. And now they've been pushing all year and showed that by just blowing everybody away in the regular season. Best record by a lot. And now... This is the time. It's like the Spurs when, when Ray Allen broke their hearts and they came back and just demolished the Heat. One of my favorite final mm-hmm. series ever is just seeing that team was angry for an entire year and then showed it on the court. And I feel like the Suns have an opportunity to show that too. They may not get the Bucks, but I, I like plus 260 for a team with that motivation and talent. I mean, and like at least in terms of record, we're talking head and shoulders yeah. above the rest of the league. Sixty-four wins. And then you got Miami at fifty-three as the leader in the Eastern Conference. Memphis, the next best record, at fifty-six. I mean, Phoenix just night in, night out. This was a killer all season long, and just winning some wildly impressive games. Plus two sixty feels like a fair price to get on them, and one that I can understand why you want to get in on it. I'm going to go to the Utah Jazz actually for my favorite Western Conference future to win the West. I keep referencing that net rating you guys. Number one, Boston. Number two, Phoenix. Number three, 
is these Utah Jazz, and it's actually the strength of the efficiency of their offense, the number one offensive rating team. Again, per 100 possessions, scoring 116 points per 100 possessions. This is just a very efficient team on offense, and then we know what they do on defense. And we this is that's been their calling card for a long time now. Now, if if we get, to, I think they take care of Dallas. You know, with Luka Doncic's injury, you know, it sucks that Dallas isn't going to be at full strength, but it is what it is. I think they take care of Dallas. If we get into the second round, and I'm asked to make a straight up pick, Utah versus Phoenix, I'm going to pick Phoenix. Phoenix is awesome. Phoenix is the best team in the league. I think Phoenix is going to win that series. But getting Utah at plus twelve hundred when they feel like almost a shoe in to win their first round matchup, and then they have the that combo of offensive efficiency and just defensive greatness that can you know counteract so much of what Phoenix does really really well. And they went one and three against Phoenix in the regular season, but they were closely fought games. They were games that you know could have gone either way in most of them. And so I think that they are a team that over a seven game series can pull off the upset of Phoenix. And then you get to the Western Conference Finals where obviously you're going to be playing a very good team. But for me, it's the combination of offensive efficiency, defensive greatness, plus 1,200 just to get into the finals. I like all three of those things. The price feels nice to me, and that's really why I'm going with Utah here. I think that's just a little bit undervaluing how good of a team they are. I like it. The Jazz, you know, I feel like they've underperformed in the playoffs the last couple of years and they had a chance to do a little more. So let's see if that can uh, they can change that. Let's see if they can change that. <laughs> let's absolutely see if they can change that. I hope they can. I think, I, again, I, just, I, I like the combination of what they bring. They, they are not going to be an easy out for the teams that are, you know, frankly better than them. They're a five seed for a reason. They would have their hands full and then some against Phoenix. They'd have their hands full and then some against uh, Golden State, whoever it would be in the Western Conference Finals. But the combination of everything they do well, I think, could push them through. And at the plus 1,200, it's one that I feel pretty good about making. We did it, guys. We did it. We are at the end of this episode of Best on the Board. We are going to call it a show, call it a week on Best on the Board. For Funston and Dan, I'm Michael Beller. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.